The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz. It is so great. I cannot tell you how awesome it is to be back sitting in the America's Web Radio chair, the the main chair, the number one chair. Not just because I'm sitting in it right now, but it's the number one chair. <laughs> all right, maybe the number two chair, because the number one chair may be sitting across from me as uh, doing all the producing. <laughs> so, but uh, it is great to be back, folks. Uh, my apologies for missing. I, it, it's been, gosh, I think two weeks now. Um but I had a few things I had to take care of. I was under the weather a little bit, and then I had some other weird stuff go on. So, you know, it's just been one of those uh, things in life that you got to deal with. And and uh, you know what, though? You've got to take everything with, with what you can and, and put on the best positive face you can and the positive attitude and let that get you through everything, uh, especially now. I mean, my goodness, it's Christmas week. It is Christmas week. I, I am telling you, after you listen to the show today and, uh, you know, listen to some other shows on America's Web Radio, take some time to to break away from the news and the craziness this week. Enjoy that it is Christmas week. Rejoice that it is Christmas. And enjoy this time. And uh, if, if you're Jewish, enjoy the Hanukkah time. And happy Hanukkah, by the way, because that started yesterday. Uh, so enjoy these times. Uh, this is no matter what you celebrate. Um, if you want to be political and celebrate something that you probably didn't know what was until a few years ago, until it became politically correct, and hey, knock yourself out. I, you know, I don't care. But 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 celebrate. And and. If you're one of those people out there who have trouble with people like me or, or my friends or, or hundreds of thousands and millions of people in this country who celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah and you have a problem with it, then you really need to look in the mirror and find out and ask yourself why you're so angry with yourself while you're angry in your skin. Because if you can't walk by people enjoying Christmas, if you can't walk by people enjoying the, the Hanukkah time of year, if, if you can't walk through a mall and enjoy the decorations, if you can't see a child's face light up when they sit on Santa's lap asking Santa for, for that, that, that whatever it is, that bicycle or that BB gun, <laughs> if you can't smile at that, if, if you're one of those people who want to get in the way of, of a child's happiness, because you think you're doing something virtuous, you really need to look in the mirror and you really need to examine your life. You really need to ask yourself why you're going through life so angry. Because you've got to be one angry soul or, or heartless soul to, to want to get in the way of a child celebrating Christmas or, or a parent who's taking time out of their, their busy day, their busy schedule. My goodness, most most parents, well, let's see, it's about 60% or more are living paycheck to paycheck right now thanks to Joe Brandon Biden's economy. You've got so many people in this country right now who are not only living paycheck to paycheck, they're trying to figure out how they're going to give their kids a Christmas. And you're going to go out there and try and tell them there shouldn't be Santas in the malls, that there shouldn't be a Santa Claus anymore. That I mean, this this is the kind of stuff that's just vitriolic, and 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 I I don't know what goes through 
the minds of people that are so angry with themselves, they're so angry with the way they've conducted their lives, that they want to make your life as miserable as theirs. And that's what it comes down to, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. When you meet a progressive liberal who's angry all the time, when you meet a Democrat who's angry all the time, step back and ask them. Don't argue with them because it's not worth your time. But if you want, ask them, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? Ask them that. Because now I'll go ahead and warn you, they're probably going to get even more angry. But at least maybe, maybe, maybe one out of ten will take a pause and go, gosh, I am angry. And maybe they will start self-reflecting and they'll find out why they're so angry. Because the progressive movement is an angry movement. The Democrat movement of today is an angry movement. The the Democrat politicians are angry politicians. Uh, did you see the farce yesterday that they called the January 6th committee? Are they not string grasping at straws here? Is it not obvious? Liz Cheney, what are you doing? You are embarrassing yourself. You lost... Your Senate, I'm sorry, your congressional race, you lost it by a record amount. <clears throat> you may have been one of the worst losers ever. And you're parading yesterday like you mean something, like what you say matters. This is unbelievable. You are so angry, Liz Cheney, at, at the way you've conducted yourself, or maybe you're angry at life. I don't know. Maybe you're angry because Donald Trump was president and you weren't, or you haven't been. I don't know. But you're so angry at something that you, you, you lost your congressional rate. You ought to be packing things up, saying your goodbyes and figuring out how you're going to go live retirement. How can you be happy in retirement? But instead, you're so vitriolic. You're so angry that you're spending your last days in Congress grasping at straws, grandstanding on TV or whoever will put you on and you're going after a man who hasn't been president for two years. You're going after a man who's not even leading the polls right now to win the primary in 2024. The man who's leading the polls right now would be Ron DeSantis. So, and look, I'm not saying Donald Trump can't be, uh, can't win the primary. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is Donald Trump hasn't been president for two years. And Liz Cheney and people like her can't let him go. Now, you guys know my theory. I've told you my theory before. The reason the Democrats are after Donald Trump isn't to get rid of him. You're going to hear pundit after pundit after pundit tell you that the Democrats are so scared they want to stop Donald Trump from running. They're so scared of him winning. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. And maybe you're only going to hear it from on point with Victor, but I assure you, my assessment is the correct assessment. The Democrats want Donald Trump to be front and center. The Democrats want Donald Trump to get the backing of the Republican Party. The Democrats want Donald Trump to be the nominee for 2024. The Democrats think they can beat him again. Now, look, I'm not going to hash 2020. I'm not going to rehash 2020. I'm not going to go down that road. We're just not. We have to look forward. Now, whether you believe Donald Trump lost or or it was stolen, I'm not going to have that argument. Now, of course, there was some fraud. Of course, there were shenanigans. There always is. But Donald Trump shouldn't have lost that election in 2020. The only reason he lost it, in my humble opinion, is because of the Chinese virus and the media. They 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 tortured him. They they convinced too much too many of the uninformed in this country who vote. They convinced them that Donald Trump was the enemy. That Donald Trump somehow caused 
COVID, somehow Donald Trump made the Chinese virus worse. I mean, they really did. That's what they used against him, and that's how they won. They really did. Um, that's how they, that's what got them over the edge. Now, going forward, they think they can do it again. So I assure you, the Democrats' plan, what Liz Cheney is doing and what the Democrats are doing, what CNN and MSNBC, what they're doing, they are not doing this to Donald Trump because they want to to make it impossible for him to run again. It's quite the opposite. They want to make it to where Donald Trump is the only one who can win the Republican primary in 2024. That's that's what they're doing. That is my assessment, and I assure you I am right. I assure you I'm right. So you've got to ask yourself – as a as a Republican voter, an independent voter, a libertarian voter, um, when the primaries come, who do you want to get behind? Now, I, I have no problem with Donald Trump running again. I think the beauty in this country is that somebody like Donald Trump or or anyone, any business person can or or, or independent minded American citizen who maybe maybe I should say independently wealthy, uh, anybody can run for president in this country. You do not have to be a career politician. In fact, I would rather elect a non-politician, a non-congressman, a non-senator. I would rather elect somebody who's not in the Senate, somebody who's not in the House. I would rather elect them to the presidency. I don't want a career politician. But these career politicians, they think they own Washington. And they think they're the only ones who can be qualified to be president. And and thank God we live in a country where somebody like Donald Trump could he he ran and he became president. Thank God that 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 was able to happen. Now, will it happen in 2024? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Now, if you ask me, and you guys know where I stand, I I my number one choice is Ron DeSantis. My number two choice is probably going to be Donald Trump. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are about to jump in the race. In fact, there's a headline today. There's a headline today that says uh, Mike Pence is is getting close to announcing a 2024 run. Hey, you know what? Mike, knock yourself out. Um, and I, I think it's laughable and I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think he's going to get any traction at all except from the, the, the deep halls of the establishment Washington, uh, Republicans in, in Washington. Yeah, they, they, they'll get a little excited about Pence, but Pence isn't going anywhere. Pence will be the Bush of 2024. Let me repeat that because you heard it here first on On Point with Victor. Mike Pence, if he runs in 2024, will be the Jeb Bush of 2024. That will be Mike Pence. Now, I have nothing against Mike Pence. I think he's a good man. Uh, I think Mike Pence is, is, is a good, good person. I think he truly loves this country. I think Mike Pence would be an, a, a far better president than Biden. But we don't need an, an establishment person, ladies and gentlemen, in 2024. Biden has done so much damage. The Democrats have done so much damage. And, and because they get aid and comfort from McConnell and from Lindsey Gramnesty and from some of these other Liz Cheney's and th- some of these other establishment Republicans, because the Democrats and, and Biden get coverage and they get, uh, coddled, I should say coddlement. <laughs> Because they get some of this from the establishment Republican Party, they're going to make things a lot worse by the time 2024 gets here. And I think that things in this country will be so bad that there's only going to be a handful of people that can that can right this ship. And that's going to be Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or or maybe maybe there's going to be somebody else that I don't know yet, because um, I'm sure. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you. Uh, if you thought there were a ton of people in the race in 2016, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
because I, I, I'm sure that Tom Cotton, and he's a good guy. I'm sure he's going to get in the race. The Republicans are trying to push Tim Scott in the race. Nikki Haley is going to run, make no doubt. Um, the uh, Sununu from New Hampshire, uh, he's probably going to run. Uh, Chris Christie's probably dumb enough to try and run. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but I, I'm sorry, Chris Christie, you won't go anywhere. You're not going to get any traction. Um, who knows? Maybe a bushy will come back and try to run. I don't know, <clears throat> but I can I can assure you all of these people are going to run. And uh, Liz Cheney's probably going to run. Mitt Romney's probably going to run. I don't care. All they're going to do is cloud the field and, and and try and screw things up. They know what they're doing. But we need somebody strong. We need somebody. I mean, we need a special person who's going to be able to fix this mess that the Democrats and the Bidens and 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 the establishment Republicans are getting us into. They're digging this hole, folks. They're digging a hole for the United States, and we're falling into it. And the way to get out of it is going to be Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. Uh and, and again, maybe somebody else could rise up. I just don't think right now from what I'm seeing, I don't I don't I don't trust anybody who's in Washington to do what needs to be done and fight the fight that needs to be fought. The really honestly I, I just I think I think DeSantis will do it and I think Trump will do it. My my only issue with Trump, the reason why DeSantis is my top guy is because of what DeSantis did in Florida. DeSantis brought people to, together. DeSantis got a majority of the Hispanic vote. DeSantis got a whole lot of black vote. DeSantis brought people together. He brought Democrats off the Democrat ticket, and they came to the Republican side. That's what we're going to need to do to win 2024. And I'm just not so sure Donald Trump can do it. Donald Trump has has been polarized, and it's not his fault. Uh, some of it might be his fault. Let me rephrase that. Donald Trump, sure, sure enough, he's, he's to blame for, for some of the predicament that he's in. But a lot of it is, is due to the media and what they've done to him. And, and that's why I'm saying the things that I'm saying. All right, folks, we gotta take our first break. Listen, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash americaswebradio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, 
Hey folks, welcome back. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderes. This is the America's Web Radio sh- uh, station. Uh, you are tuned into and listen, folks. If you haven't checked it out, check out americaswebradio.com, americaswebradio.com. Uh, my show is not the only one. There are plenty of great shows, and and you you need to be checking them out because they're awesome. Uh, and listen, we, we we fight the fight every day. We fight the fight every day here at this station, America's Web Radio. We believe in this country. We are this country. We are Americans, even though now get this, ladies and gentlemen, get this. Now, I have told you and I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this more on my show and I'll talk about it on the Eric Erickson show. By the way, folks, mark the dates, uh, December 28th and December 30th. I will be your humble host on the Eric Erickson show across the nation, coast to coast. And that is, will be on December 28th and December 30th from 12 to 3 Eastern time from 12 to 3 Eastern time. I'll be filling in those two days. Uh, we're going to have some fun, but one of the things that I always talk about, I've talked about this on past shows on my show and past shows on Erickson's show. You've got to understand what the Democrats are up to. You've got to understand what the progressive movement is up to. The, and it's not just politicians anymore. Now it's the education systems. Now it's, it's corporate America who have always been in bed with the Democrats. If you still think today that the, that the corporations are in big business are in bed with the Republicans, you're sadly mistaken. This dirtbag who lost everybody's money with that crypto crap, this guy's name, I can't remember. Um, who was he giving money to? Almost 98 or 99 percent gave billions of dollars to the Democrats. I mean, this guy single-handedly probably got some Senate Democrat Senate candidates over the over the winning circle or over the winning line. Isn't his name something like Bankman? Bankman, something like that. I, I Frickman, Frickman. No, I, I, SBF, yeah. something like that. I, no, he goes I was by thinking it was uh, Bankman, and I thought, what a what a name to have and um, his people. name to have yeah. for somebody who did what he did. Yeah, exactly. And and make no mistake, look at every Democrat sitting politician who took money from him was running cover for him. Now they're all trying to act like, oh gosh, what a terrible thing. Yes, we must throw the book at him. Yeah, whatever. You've got politicians right now that are looking, trust me, if they could find a way to save this bankman, whatever his name is, if they could find a way to save him, they would. And don't think they aren't trying. Don't think they aren't trying. The Democrats will save their own. And this guy gave billions. He was their number one donor. Understand this. He was the number one donor to the Democrat Party next to George Soros. And we all know what kind of person George Soros is. And we all know what kind of chaos Soros is trying to create in this country of ours. And now you've got the Democrats who took billions of dollars, millions, billions, I don't know. But he was the number one donor to the Democrats. Second, maybe only to George Soros. So the Democrats love this guy. They love him. Don't think they won't try and protect him because they will. But my point here is, what are the Democrats doing? What 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 is this movement? What why does George Soros go find the most progressive attorney generals and get them put into office across this this country? Why is he doing that? And what's happening? What's happening in every Democrat run state where there's no Republican that can that can pull the strings back? What's happening in the cities where there are no Republicans in sight? They're riddled with crime, they're riddled with homelessness, and they're riddled with poverty. That is not by mistake. And find me a Democrat-run city that's not like that, and don't tell me Martha's Vineyard. Don't tell me the Hamptons. Because what do they do? That See, that's where the elitists play. That's where the elite of the elite play. That's where the media plays. 
That's why within 48 hours, a, a small band of 15 illegals were picked up by the National Guard and removed from Martha's Vineyard. You see, they won't allow crime to come to their city, but they'll let it come to yours. In fact, they will fester it in yours. They love it when it comes to your city and my city. I mean, you cannot defeat my argument here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a Democrat listening to me right now, and I know there are some of you listening to me right now, you can't defeat my argument, and you are welcome to try. You're welcome to try. It's Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com, or you can pick up the phone and call me when I'm on The Erickson Show. And you can challenge me all you want, but you cannot defeat my argument. You just can't. Because the proof is there in the pudding. The proof is there for you to see with your own eyes if you just want to open your eyes. And what 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 is happening with these cities? Because now the crime and the homelessness that's in the Democrat cities, it's starting to overspill. And it's starting to get out to the suburbs. It's getting out to the to the so-called red conservative areas. And that's by design, too, ladies and gentlemen. You just look at, um, uh, I think it's L.A., the L.A. mayor, what she's starting to do now. She wants to take homeless people. Maybe it's San Francisco mayor. I don't know. Maybe it's both of them. They want to start taking homeless people, rounding them up, and putting them into hotels across the the, the suburbs. Why do you think they're doing that? Why do you think they want to bring the misery to you? They don't want anyone. They think if you're in a suburb and you're escaping the the plights of the cities, well, then you're you're too white or you've got some kind of privilege. So they're going to bring the misery to you. They will bring the misery to the rest of this country. That is their goal. And it's a sad goal, but it's one that they are doing. Now, this couples with what I want to talk about today, which is the southern border. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot look at the southern border and not see that we have an open border. And you can't look at the Biden administration and think that they're not doing it on purpose. Everything that's happening at the southern border, Biden said he was going to do when he was campaigning. Now, he might not have been as forthcoming as he should have been, but he was giving the signals that the border would be open. As soon as Joe Brandon Biden took to the office of the presidency, he started rescinding everything that Donald Trump was doing. If Donald Trump did something on the border, Joe Biden did the opposite. That's how that's the only policy you can say Joe Biden's has, because there really is no policy at the border right now. But if there was a policy, if you had to quantify a policy for the Joe Biden administration, here's what it would be. Joe Biden's border policy right now is I'm going to do the opposite of everything that Donald Trump did on the border. And that's why they're trying to get rid of Title 42. Title 42 is the only measure right now that they have with teeth. The only policy they have with teeth right now is Title 42, where they can send people back. And even that's not really working. They're sending minimal people back with Title 42, but they're at least they're able to use Title 42, the Border Patrol, the CCP. They're able to use Title 42. And they're able to turn some back, at least. And the Biden administration is working very hard to get rid of of Title 42. Make no mistake. Don't listen to this. Look, amazing. It is amazing how much the Democrats get away with lying. It's amazing how much Biden gets away with. with, with, I probably should say non-truths or or, um, they're they're just telling non-truths, folks. I'm trying to be nice when I really shouldn't be for what the damage that these people are causing this country. But with the Biden administration telling you myths, truths, and then that that uh, Jean Pierre gets out, you know, the the box checker, she gets out there and looks at 
the media and the people in the face and says that, well, we're just following the law. We, we have to get rid of Title 42 because we're following the law. Well, no, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say no, um, no extramit, Sherlock. You're the ones, the Biden administration, the Democrats, they're the ones who went to the courts. They're the ones that forced the courts to make the ruling to get rid of Title 42. The Democrats, Joe Brandon Biden was asking the courts to nullify Title 42 so they could say, well, we have to get rid of it because the courts told us to. You can't have it both ways, Joe Brandon Biden and Pierre Jean or whatever your name is, you secretary person. (laughs) You box checker, you. You can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say we're following the law because the courts told us we had to get rid of Title 42 because you're the ones that forced the court's hands. You're the ones that went to the court and said, hey, this Title 42 shouldn't be allowed. We need to we need to remove it. So make us remove it. And the court looked at the law and said, well, all right, you're going to have to renew it. I mean, you're going to have to to repeal it or or at least we're going to have to put a date where it goes away. And the Biden administration is happy to do it because of the open border situation they want. They want to do everything opposite that Donald Trump did. And you cannot do the opposite of what Donald Trump did on the border and then think the border is going to be secure. We have a 250 almost in percentage increase in who's coming across that border by a, on a monthly basis. Record number of people are streaming across the border. And if you think... It's just women, and it's just children, and it's just the downtrodden. You are absolutely insane. If you don't think China is using our border as a proxy war against the American people right now, well then, you know what? Let me drop some breaking news on you then. Because the On Point with Victor Show and America's Web Radio, we're going to be honest with you. We're going to tell you the truth, and we're going to tell you things that are happening. And what China's doing right now is a proxy war on the United States because China is is arming the, the cartels, not with armament, firearms, because the cartel already has firearms, because Obama gave them firearms. And you can go look that up. You can go fact check that media matters. You go fact check that CNN. You remember that little thing called Fast and Furious? Remember Obama's little gun running operation where he was putting guns in the cartel's hands? Yeah, well, the cartels have pl- plenty of armament. They have plenty of guns. What China is arming the cartels with is fentanyl. And drugs, 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 but fentanyl. Ladies and gentlemen, there's enough fentanyl in this country right now to kill every American standing or sitting. Let me put it this way. There's enough fentanyl. There's enough Chinese fentanyl in this country right now to kill every breathing American as they sit and breathe right now. Now, that ought to scare the hell out of every one of you. Actually, it shouldn't scare you. It ought to fire you up. It ought to fire you up. Because the next chance you're going to get to fire these bozo Democrats and some establishment Republicans is going to be 2024, and we better get it right. We better get it right in 2024 because I don't know how much longer we can hang on. Because these open borders, and 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 you don't think it can get worse, but you wait till Title 42 goes away officially. There are thousands and thousands of, of, of illegals crowding around the, the border cities of Mexico just waiting, waiting to storm the border. This is an invasion, folks. Now, look, you know, most of you know, I'm of Mexican descent. I have family in Mexico. I have passion for the poverty that is in Mexico because I've seen it. I've lived it. I know what it's like. 
I know what real poverty. We don't have real poverty in this country, folks. I've told you that before. We do not have real poverty in this country. But you know who has real poverty? Mexico has real poverty. Guatemala has real poverty. El Salvador has real poverty. Colombia has real poverty. Honduras has real poverty. Nicaragua has real poverty. Venezuela has unbelievable real poverty. Even China, India, Africa. Real poverty, folks. Real poverty. People who will make a trek on their feet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles to try to get to the country that is the shining city on the hill because they think it's going to be a better place for them. When in actuality, the Democrats just want to bring that misery here. The Democrats don't want to help these people. If the Democrats wanted to help these illegal migrants, then why are they letting them sleep in homeless camps, freezing their tails off in El Paso? You know, El Paso used to be a hell of a city. El Paso used to be, you know, look, folks, you, you go down and you look at the border cities of Juarez. You look at the border cities in Mexico, Juarez being one of them. And it's third world, fourth world, ugly. It's riddled with crime. In fact, in one year, and I don't remember what year it was, the city of Juarez, which is just a few miles from El Paso. I mean, we're talking a few miles. You can see each city from each city. You can stand in El Paso and see the city of Juarez. You can stand in Juarez and see the city of El Paso. You could throw a football from, from the, from the, the lines of Juarez and land into the lines of El Paso. It's not that far. It's not that far. Now maybe I couldn't throw well, a football. Brady might. Brady might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I couldn't. That, that's probably true. But, uh, but the, my point is there's, it's very close. And in one year, there were over 3,000 murders in the city of Juarez. And that same year, a few feet Across the border and into El Paso, there were only five deaths. That was probably 10 years or more ago. You look at it today. Look at El Paso today. That beautiful city that used to be El Paso is now looking like Juarez. It's looking like a third, fourth rate world city. That's what El Paso started to look like. And why? Why? Because what have I told you? What have I always told you? On this show and on the Erickson show, you cannot bring there to here and not think that here will become there. Are you, are you hearing me? Understand this. You cannot bring the world's poverty to the United States and not think the United States is going to start resembling the world's poverty. That is a true statement. You can't deny it and you cannot argue. You can come at me all you want. In the words of some California people, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro, because you can't beat my argument. Or, brah, come at me, brah. You're not going to beat my argument. They had They're, on the uh, news today that over between three and 400 illegals were sleeping in the El Paso airport every night. Uh, you, David, you heard that 100% correct. So if you were to go land in the El Paso airport today, you would run into a few hundred illegals who are not waiting on an airplane to go back to from where they came from or waiting on an airplane to be shipped to another part of the United States. No, they're in the airport because they've seeked refuge there. They're sleeping, they're trying to get food, and they're trying to get warmth inside the airport. That's why there are a hundred of illegal migrants sitting in the El Paso airport, folks. You know, because they're freezing on the streets. Yeah, David. I wish uh, you would, or we will, dissect... Venezuela. Mm-hmm. 
uh, here it was one of the richest countries. Absolutely was in South America. In one South of the America. richest uh, and countries. Uh, the socialists took over, mm-hmm. like they're trying to do in the United States. Mm-hmm. And what is Venezuela today? It's a cesspool. It's a cesspool of poverty, and and it's and it's and, and here's the thing, David, and why your point is so good. Venezuela went from being being a shiny country. It went from being an oil rich country. It went from being a a a a beacon of light in South America to now being one of the most impoverished, uh, just failing countries that you could point to. The the socialism there has created nothing nothing but poverty. But here's the key, David. What that has created, what socialist policies in Venezuela have created is equal misery among the people. Not the elitist. Now the, 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 the guy, is his name Maduro? I think Maduro? I think that's his name. He's still a fat cat. He's still fat because he has lots of food to eat. But the people of Venezuela are starving in unison. The people of Venezuela, they, they are experiencing equal misery because the people will experience the misery, not the elitist. Remember, folks, socialism is for the people, not for the socialist. The socialist leaders will never bear the burdens that the people bear. You are the peasant. You will feel the burdens of socialism. The socialist elite, they will never feel the burdens of socialism because they are the elitist. They are the ones who run it. They are the ones who have to eat so they can continue to rule you. And if you don't think it can happen to this country, ladies and gentlemen, look around at the city of L.A. Look at the city of San Francisco. Look at the city of New Orleans. Look at the city of Detroit. Look at the city of Atlanta. Look at the city of New York. Look at every one of these cities I've mentioned. Look at Baltimore, the city of Baltimore. Look at all of these cities and look at the destruction the Democrat Party has done to them. There's poverty everywhere. There's homelessness everywhere. There's crime everywhere. And why is that, folks? Why is that? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yeah, before we uh, go to break, I want to mention a couple of shows. One is A Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark, an attorney in New York, that has brought to light a situation with an Afghani that has been trying to get into the United States. He fought side by side with American forces in Afghanistan, and now we're denying him. And in fact, he's in jail in Texas. In uh, I can't. I can't remember. I went blank on the name of the city. But anyway, we have put him in jail, and we owe him. We owe him big time. His brother was an interpreter in Afghanistan. He made it into the United States, but this gentleman, Valverde, and uh, he's in jail there, and we can't get him out. We need your help. We need your help going to your congressman and saying, "Release this gentleman." We owe him, and we owe him big time. He was a hero in Afghanistan fighting with American forces. And, um, you know, this was all brought out on Mark the Shark show, and nobody was carrying it on mainstream media until Mark the Shark 
brought it to light, and then all of a sudden, mainstream media, because they monitor America's web radio, we introduce things that nobody else does. And we've done that with our doctor show, the Doctor's Lounge. We've done it with our remembering... Remembering uh, uh, our war in uh, in uh, the Middle East, Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and also we have got a fantastic show called A Place for Veterans. The host is a medical doctor as well as a dental surgeon, and uh, he does he has a remedy, not a cure, but a remedy for. PTSD, sleep disorders. You've got to listen to him. Dr. Don Muller. It's every, uh, Friday after, or Friday at, uh, 10 o'clock, I believe the time is. But anyway, we've got, you've got to listen to this show. And if you have a friend that has PTSD or a family member, you've got to listen to this show. A veteran's place. And he does an outstanding absolutely outstanding job and we've gotten comments from his his procedure and it's not really a procedure it's a mouthpiece like many of us used when we were playing football it's a mouthpiece that's been approved by the fda for years and it works 98 percent effective and he's got a stack of papers proving it so listen to a veteran's place, abide a reality, on point with Victor, and many of our other shows that are absolutely, there's nothing like them on radio. There's not even anything like us on WSB, I don't believe. Uh, no, I, you know, we, I would say no. We bring to light things that nobody else will touch. So let's get back to Victor. Yeah. All right, folks, we are back. Hey, I, you know, <laughs> I, I do want to say this real quick. I, I do. I, something just came across my uh, my computer here, and, and it reminded me. Um, I, I Again, I, I want you guys, I hope you will take a break and enjoy Christmas. I really do. I, uh, enjoy the holidays, no matter what you celebrate. Enjoy it. But I have to tell you that this has been the best Thanksgiving. The be- You know, to me, Thanksgiving kicks off. Christmas. Um, and I know I, as some people will say, oh, Thanksgiving should have its due. And, and it does. I mean, Thanksgiving is amazing. We should always remember why we have Thanksgiving. And you should always go and read the story for yourself. And uh, maybe next year I'll tell the story again on air because you're not going to hear the correct story of Thanksgiving from the progressive media. You're not going to hear it from the progressive Democrats. You're not going to hear it from education. In fact, our government schools are, are teaching a bunch of revisionist crap. Uh, but anyway, I just have to say this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving and then leading into the Christmas season has been so fantastic. And, and I'm, and, and I'm going to make producer Brett cringe right now because the reason why it was so amazing for me is because the World Cup. 
I mean, having the World Cup just go on for the past month has been absolutely fantastic. And I hope you got a chance to watch the final. That was one of the best finals I think has ever been played. Uh, Argentina defeated France, if you don't know. And uh, anytime uh, France is defeated, just put a smile on my face. <laughs> don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. It's just, I, you know, it's just me. I'm just, now I, I will say this France has a fantastic team. Uh, they're going to be around for a long time. Uh, France has probably probably today what what sh- who should be called probably the greatest player in the world right now is probably Mbappe from France. I mean that guy's amazing but uh but I I was so glad to see the current uh, or I say before now uh, you know Mbappe's going to take the he's going to take that 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 title I'm sure best player of the world. He's going to take it pretty soon. But the best player in the world currently who was Lionel Leonardo Messi he won and he he hoisted the World Cup for the first time uh, on uh, you know last week on Sunday. So uh, that was amazing. Congratulations to Argentina. Uh, it was a good win for them and uh, it was just a great tournament and it made my holiday season so far. It made it fantastic just because I got to sit and watch soccer. I didn't have to watch American football. Not that there's anything wrong with American football uh, <laughs> and college football. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just uh, you know I'm too short to play those games. So but I can play soccer. So no. I, I love it and it was great and I hope you got a chance to watch it. So, but uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> you know, as long as everybody's getting something off their chest, and I don't know why this year has been brought out so much. And maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Some people have accused me of that many times, <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> you know, if you put this in your mind and think about it, it's probably one of the worst scenes you can imagine. But for some reason this year, I'm hearing it over and over and over again that the night of Christ's birth, he was born in a manger. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Mary strapping over a manger? It's a feeding trough. Right. You know? Yep. And for Christ was animals. born in a stable, in mm-hmm. a cave that had been converted into a stable. Mm-hmm. And after he was born... He was placed in a manger, and that's how the shepherds, that's how the three wise men found him in Mm -hmm. swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. That I can see, Mm -hmm. that I can understand. But for these people to say Christ was born in a manger, it you know they gotta they gotta straighten their act up and they gotta straighten up I, what they're saying. Well, again, I don't, I, I don't even know if they teach that anymore. I, I well, I'm sure they don't, not in government schools, but uh, I you know they, they'll tell you that it's a crime. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, and and that's and that's what I mean. Enjoy the holidays. Get out and and read read about Christmas. If you if you if you're not sure what it means, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's a it's a wonderful story. And it ought to bring light to your heart. You don't have to be very religious to, to, to feel good about such a story. You, you, you don't have to be very religious to, to really enjoy, uh, what it stands for, I, I guess, you know, I, because I get people that'll tell me all the time, oh, I, I'm not very religious. Well, it doesn't matter. Your heart is, I promise you. And and when when that good spirit <laughs> enters your heart, you'll know it. You'll know it. And and that's that's all I'm going to say. You know, I, I I'm not going to. You know, I'm not a theologist. I, I I so I can't go any deeper than that. But but I can tell you that the spirit of Christmas when it enters you, I don't care if you celebrate Christmas or not, you'll know it. 
you'll know it. And maybe, just maybe, 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 just maybe somewhere, somewhere on Christmas night, uh, when the stars are, are lit and, and aligning, that, that a Democrat will wake up and go, why am I so angry? And maybe they'll feel some, some cheer and some joy. And they'll stop voting Democrats. So, oh, I can wish, can't I? Uh, you know, they, they, they talk about Christmas wishes around this time. Maybe, maybe that'll be one. But it, all right, folks, let me get back to this border border mess because it is a serious topic and is a serious thing. And and at some point, the reason why I point out the these these dilapidated cities run by Democrats in the United States, the reason why I point them out is because they're becoming more numerous. They're becoming more numerous, folks. When you've got the city of Atlanta. And the crime is is getting out to Buckhead now. I mean, Buckhead is a very, very elitist, ritzy place. And now they're suffering so bad from the crime that they want to detach themselves from the city of Atlanta. So when you have that happening, you have the city of Baltimore that is a cesspool that looks like Juarez, Mexico. When you have El Paso that looks like this fourth world city of Juarez. When you have LA and you have San Francisco and you have New Orleans and you have Detroit. When you have these cities, go look in, um, oh my gosh, what is the, not Nashville, Tennessee, but, um, why am I drawing a blank? The other big city in Tennessee, Memphis. Go look at the city of Memphis. Go look at these cities and look at what the Democrats have done to them. Now, that number is growing. I, I just rattled those off from the top of my head. All of those cities I just rattled rattled off from the top of my head are riddled with Democrats. They're riddled with crime. They're riddled with poverty. And they're riddled with homelessness. And you've got to ask yourself... That number is growing. So if that number – look at Chicago. Look at the number of people that are dying in Chicago. Now, why is that number growing? Because that's what they're doing to the United States. So for those of you who say, oh, the United States could never become third world, you wait till they completely knock off our energy sector. You wait till they allow China to to control the batteries – which they already control. But now that you wait till China controls all the mining for precious materials, wait till China controls all oil drilling or the Middle East controls all. And who's the Middle East getting in bed with right now, folks? Who are they getting in bed with? They're getting in bed with China. The Middle East is getting in bed with China. China is making moves right now to control oil drilling, oil exploration, and they're, and they're wanting to, wanting to control the precious metals mining when they control all of that and we we allow democrats to destroy our energy sector and our energy independence we no longer have biden's already destroyed our energy energy independence but as our grids start to fall because our grids are not kept up and because they're 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 forcing this green energy fairy dust and unicorn farts on us you just wait and see. I, I, the reason I am saying that, look, I am not trying to be such a, a, um, Debbie Downer for Christmas week, but I don't know how other, any other way to, to, to tell you the imperativeness, because if you don't think the United States become a third world, you're, you're out, you're out of your mind. Just look at the cities that have already fallen into the third world status. Cities that, did you ever think that Detroit would fall to where it's fallen to? Detroit, the founder, the, the, the birthplace of the automobile, the, the birthplace of the V8. 
<laughs> Look, I, you know, I'm just saying, I, I mean, Detroit, what an amazing place. What an amazing history. Ford, Chrysler, the Chrysler brothers, the Ford family, the, the, um, I mean, Pontiac. I mean, you, you've got, it's ama- I mean, it's just amazing. GM, you name them. The, that, that, the backbone of Detroit, did you ever think Detroit would fall into the cesspool that it is today? The cesspool of poverty. That it, Democrats did that, folks. Democrats did that. And it's spreading. It's spreading beyond those cities. And if you don't think that the fact that they're spreading homelessness and they're spreading the crime in, beyond the cities, and then you couple that with us crippling our own energy sector, what do you think is going to happen to the country? It is naturally going to fall into a third world state. My goodness, we're hindering farmers. We're starting to screw with our food supply. What do you think is going to happen when food can't is is not plentiful, when markets don't have things on the shelves, we don't have the energy, you don't even have the energy to power your vehicle, because if you have an electric car, you're not going to escape this. You're going to be the first to fall victim to it. When we can't do the things that we normally do that keep us a first world country, the only road is going to be backwards. There is no forward progress that's going to be made with solar panels, windmills, unicorn farts, and fairy dust. You can't get to any place forward without fossil fuels, without the oil. With it, You can't. You just can't. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying to you. Now, is there a time in the future maybe where we'll have nuclear fission, when we'll have um, maybe better nuclear power, maybe we'll, we'll be able to – in fact, there's a study that was out a couple of weeks ago where, where they were using nuclear fission and, and I can't – and they were, I believe it was – they were making huge advances and maybe it was hydropower. Gosh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Hydrogen. And the hydrogen power. Yeah. Yes, yes. Being able to take and put water in your tank instead of... Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And and maybe one day we're going to get to that. But we're not going to get there without fossil fuels. We're not going to get there without oil. We can't. We can't. Because all the equipment it takes to do the things that need to be done to get us to the green are going to require fossil fuels. And 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 we cannot remain a first world country By the without way, fossil fuels. If I can throw out something yeah. and we keep hearing about drill more, drill more. Folks we are drilling and we've done very well at drilling. The problem is, as I've said, we need to get rid of Biden and is fentanyl and the fact that we have to open up the pipelines. I'm in a situation oh, where we have, And add more. Yes, and add more and open mm-hmm. up uh, the Canadian pipeline that, 100%. you know, we, we are being misled by misinformation about we need to drill more, we need to drill more. Baloney. Uh, I know for a fact what we're doing in the Permian Basin. And my companies that I work with have drilled. They've got the oil. They just can't do anything with it. Can't do anything with it. And that, and that's so true. And, and, and David, it's, it's the pipelines and it's the refineries. When was the last time we built a refinery in this country? The uh, 69, I believe. It's, it's sad. Yeah, I was, it I believe it was early 70s. Yeah. But, you know, even the refineries 
Uh, well, I, again, go back to Trump, the end of Trump's term. Mm-hmm. We were a producing country selling our big time, you know, and yeah. and you say, well, we can do it now because we haven't got the re- we've got the refineries that we have the same number that we had then. So, right. It could be it done. Out, but know? but the yeah. Democrats put too many regulations yeah. and regulations oh, yeah. and, and regulations and they make it tougher. They want to shut down refineries. And we're the cleanest country in the world. A hundred percent. And our 100%. natural gas is the cleanest 100%. burning. hundred percent. Our nuclear power plants, our natural gas, the way we uh, get natural gas, whether it's fracking uh, or or drilling for oil, the way we do it is the cleanest way on the planet. Uh, We have the cleanest air on the planet. We do more for the planet than anywhere in the world. So we shouldn't be putting Americans at peril or we shouldn't put the United States at a security risk, which we are. We shouldn't do that because we are the leaders of clean energy. We're the leaders. What what does the word reserve mean to you? Well, to me, you mean like I reserve oil? Oil. It, it should be there for emergency situations, not for political usage, which is what Biden administration has been doing. And do you know the Democrats even blocked Trump? Trump wanted to add to our reserves. He wanted to add to our reserves at $20 a barrel, and the Democrats blocked it. Now – they're going to have to refill our reserves because the Democrats have spent our reserves. Now they're going to have to add. They're going to try to replenish our reserves with, uh, oh, maybe a hundred dollar barrel. Well, today it's seventy four thirty. All right, so we're seventy four bucks. So by the time they get around to it, it could be anywhere between seventy four and a hundred bucks. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, when Donald Trump wanted to do it, it was twenty dollars a barrel, or maybe just over twenty bucks a barrel. And now, so who's, who's the good steward of your money, folks? Listen, everything the United States government does that involves money is your money. It's our money. Taxpayer money. The only thing the USA government does well is seize money from its citizens. And they're spending this money and they're not good stewards with our money and they should be. At least Donald Trump, Donald Trump was saving us money wherever he could. Did he do enough to stop spending? No. No, but maybe he will if he's reelected. But I know the Democrats won't do it. I know that at least with Ron DeSantis or with Donald Trump in 2024 for four years, they're going to try and put the cap on spending. They're going to do things to try to save this country money. The Democrats will never do that. The Democrats and and the likes of Lindsey Gramnesty and Mitch McConnell and the Republican establishment and Liz Cheney's and the Mitt Romney's, they will keep spending as blindly as the Democrats. And that's not going to get us to a place that we want to be. Remember, folks, remember, these people that sit in Washington causing you the misery, they aren't ever going to feel it. They will have their oil. They will have their private jets. They will have their steak and they will have their cake. But you won't. You won't. You will suffer. You will suffer. And, and the big, the big experiment that was going on, it was nuclear fission. I, I, that, I know they're working with hydrogen as well. But there was a story. I just got a, a a good listener that just piped in, and and uh, and and it's amazing. Go look it up. Go do a duck duck go search because you won't probably you probably won't find it on Google. But uh, but it's amazing. We are the United States. We are Americans. Now let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something today. Breaking news today. Stanford University. Stanford University is telling its students, you can't say American. You cannot say that you are American because now they say that's offensive. The University of Stanford, Stanford U, is have they've created a harmful language guide. And in that harmful language guide, they state 
It is harmful to call yourself an American. It is harmful to say the word American. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just spent most of this show telling you that the Democrats are turning the United States into a third world country as fast as they can. And for any of you that sit out there and say that will never happen to the U.S., it's happening. You just don't see it. And they're doing it on purpose. And here's more evidence. Breaking news right now. Stanford University, a a college, a university that's supposed to be educating great minds. That university is telling students now that you cannot say American because that's offensive. So now what are these Democrats trying to do? And, and make no mistake, Stanford, you, the people who put this together, they're Democrat sycophants. They're part of the progressive left. And now they're trying to tell you that you, you can't say American because they don't want you, they don't want these illegals coming over to ever think that they're going to be Americans. You know, folks, there's an American dream. That's what these illegals are fighting for or, or coming over for some of them. Now, look, too many of these illegals are, are criminals. They're terrorists. They're rapists. They're, that, they're, and you can yell at me. You know, I probably just sent the Democrat media, the progressive media, and media matters into their cry closet. I'm sure I put all their panties in a collective wad just by saying that there are murderers and rapists and, and terrorists that are coming over the border. There's drugs coming across the border. All of that stuff is coming across the border. That's not good for this country. But there are good people and hard workers, and we do need the laborers. We do need hard workers to come into this country, but we don't need the, the, the bad part. We don't need the bad element. And when you have an open border, you're going to get a whole lot of the bad element. And But, folks, the good people that come over, people who want to come over to this country, they ought to do it the right way like my father did. They ought to do it the right way like my father did. But my father came over here because he wanted to become an American. He was a Mexican citizen who came, who stood in line, did everything he was supposed to do. And then he came and lived in this country. He learned the English language, and he became a United States citizen. He became an American and now we have a university that's telling its students who were born in this country, raised in America, and they're being told, you can't say the word American and you don't need to say you're an American. Then what the hell are we? What the hell are we? Because let me tell you something, folks. We have a unique culture in this country. We sure do. We have a unique American dream. We have a unique Americanism in this country. And we better not lose that. And let me tell you something. If Stanford University feels this emboldened that they can come out and say this and tell their students not to be Americans, you know good and darn well that Harvard and Yale and all the other university systems are going to be right on board with them. And they're going to be telling their students and filling these heads full of mush that they you don't want to be an American. What a sad, sad day when American children and American students are being told they can't be Americans. You you think about that, folks. We'll be back next week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.